This episode of the Red Bull Ramp is by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Ramp. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Gwen Rochesco, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, and Maeve Dartinez. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to Show Their Friends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ifeco. I'm Pat McDonald. I caught you fish tonight. I'm Truman. I just saw LeBron James dunk on my screen, which is really weird. And this is episode 374, Fool Us Twice. Mm. Won't get fooled again. <clears throat> so, no game to talk about. At least on the Red Bulls front. Uh, yeah. Another postponed mint. I mean, so, if if there's a drizzle, is anybody going to a game ever again at Red Bull? Not anymore. No. So how? I know you guys were kind of there. Mm-hmm. How bad was the weather? Bad. Yeah. I mean, well, I left early. I gave. I mean, because I was scarred by Miami, but and there was a lot of lightning, and I knew anytime there was a lightning strike, you're talking another half hour delay. But it seems like the rain really happened after I left. Oh, it sure did. It yeah. sure did. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, first of all, I could have told you that field was unplayable an hour before they fucking called the game. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking mess. The players sh- should have come out, warmed up for about a half minute and gone, no. Mm-hmm. And yet everyone sat there like a bunch of idiots thinking the game was going to happen. So that was fun. And then the game getting called at whatever the fuck time it was. I don't know, 1030. And then it was torrential downpour at that point. Torrential. What a fun walk back to Buena Braza that was. Mm-hmm. Good times. Soaking wet. Soaked shoes. Soaked pants. Soaked shirt. It was fucking great. It's fucking embarrassing! Which I wish there was a trash can for Coach to catch kick up that game. <laughs> and the best part is, uh, looking at the forecast right now for Newark, there was a flash flood watch in effect from 2 p.m. Friday through 2 a.m. on Sunday. That should go over well. <laughs> hey, we can't lose if there's, if there's uh, thunderstorms, right? That's right. True. Undefeated in thunderstorm weather. Our, our schedule is going to suck at some point with these games getting rescheduled. Oh yeah, I mean it'll suck regardless, but it's going to get sucked more with this. Eh, it doesn't matter. We're not making the playoffs anyway. We may not be making the playoffs, but Jesus, I mean, come on. Yeah, Team's going to be beaten down, bad, and like exhausted when these games start rolling around. Yeah, because they haven't rescheduled the New York City game yet, right? No. They didn't reschedule the Miami game yet. No, they did. 
Oh, when Miami, did they do that? Miami's been rescheduled. It's sometime in October. I can find out. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves while I do this, so there's no dead air. Uh, Buena Brasa still has good food, so that was about the only good part about the whole day. There is that, which is quite delicious. Miami is moving scheduled to Saturday, October 9th. That's during the national break, isn't it? Uh, perhaps. I mean, I don't imagine many Red Bulls are being called away for international duty, but still. No, we're uh, good. We're good. Maybe Costas for Venezuela. All right, so since we don't have anything to talk about with the Red Bulls, just, I guess, kind of mention, and we're going to have a discussion based on our Facebook discussion last night, um, Liga MX and MLS. So last night was the All-Star Game. MLS uh, won in shootouts. I think it was 3-2. to two. Sounds right, yep. Uh, I watched the highlights. Matt Turner proving he apparently is a penalty stopping beast. Yep. And uh, of course, the Puto chant had to come out at some point because that apparently that's just what Mexican fans do now. Yep. The day they reduced the penalty to one game, like yep. we also discussed. Yep. It's uh, pretty fucking terrible. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, um, are we, are we, we going to talk about this game? I, 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 you guys can't, honestly, game, I, didn't, I just watched highlights, so I don't know enough about it to talk. I, I understand why they, they schedule games like this. I'm not talking Liga MX in general. I'm talking about these games against fucking big clubs or whatever, Liga MX All-Stars. It's just I get it because they want attendance. But again, a game last night where they oh had in, you know, Los Angeles – where MLS fans were probably outnumbered three to one, would you yeah, think? True. true. You know, it makes your league look so fucking bad. It looks so bad. And I mean, I, it's just, it's what, I don't know. I think it's a dumb idea. I know they want to work with Liga MX and all this stuff, but it's great we won in, in shootout. But again, it's just a game after game where all you're doing is you're, you're pitting your MLS team against another league or team that's going to greatly outdraw you. And you I mean, look like idiots. Yeah, I mean, that's all, uh, you know, all MLS All-Star games, really, in many cases. It's been, we've been outdrawn. But I will say this, it is the third time in which uh, American-based fans were outnumbered in a stadium in uh, the United States of America by fans rooting for the Mexican side. And it's the third time this summer we won. So I will say that I I think there is something to be said for that. I do think I think there's something to be said for Ricardo Pepe, who just committed to the United States men's national team. Although apparently he can change his mind up until the age of 21. But uh, he has to wait two years to do it. Yeah, but again, up to but like I think after 21 he's locked, right? Uh, yeah, they changed the rules recently, so I I don't know all of it. I just saw something yeah. about like if he plays, yeah, and so he even his mind is two or three years before he but, can switch. That being said, he just committed to the United States for this upcoming World Cup qualifier. He scored the winning penalty kick. That was nice. Uh, you know, to see a dual national who is at least currently with the U.S. to win. Uh, hey, look, 
The U.S. has beaten Mexico three times this summer in stadiums that the U.S. was outnumbered. Hopefully, for many Mexican-Americans in this country, that'll get them to finally root for the home side. I mean, that, that's the one thing I can think. I mean, and I will say about the format, you know, I think Liga MX versus MLS is the way to go here on out for the All-Star game for sure. So, League's Cup or um, this, All-Star game, which would you prefer? Uh, I mean, I, I'll say this. I mean, the, the more tying into MLS and League MX uh, there is, I think, the better. I mean, I think something we talked about last night in our little uh, conversation on Facebook <laughs> is that I'm all for a League MX uh, MLS merger. I, I'm 100% for that. I think um, uh, League MX is the most watched league in this country. Uh, you'll get more eyes on MLS teams. And, and I think I don't think if it happened, I don't think it would be a single entity um, salary cap type structure. Um, but and I think it could wake up a team like us, Red Bulls. Like Red Bull, I think if they were threatened with the um, embarrassment of rele- relegation, they might actually give a shit about the team here in Harrison. Well, we know that's not going to happen anyway with relegation. But the the thing is, will MLS relinquish relinquish their stranglehold on every team? I mean, that's that's, that's really obstacle number one. Is that they have the final say over every move. Still, you know, they pretty much make up the rules when European players want to come here. They pretty much make up how they get back here and what team they play for, oh. um, which is always hilarious. And that's the biggest thing. It's is does MLS want to do that? Do they want to? abandon their hard salary cap and their deeply dp rule because if they don't they'll just get their fucking asses stomped by league Act mx 75 percent of the time well as if you're talking to a joint league they would obviously have to have a joint uh rule system i mean you you can't have uh one portion of the league operating under salary cap and one portion of the league spending whatever the hell they want and i think Joining up with League MX and again getting that TV money that you're now getting because hey Fox Soccer can be like oh I can get two two million viewers because people watch League MX uh, yeah hell yeah here's more money and I think it would make the idea of um, what's what is it uh, the idea of abandoning single entity a little bit more uh, palatable when there's more money in the coffers to begin with and there I will say this this merger will. Never happen unless there's promotion relegation between the Liga MX and MLS teams. It just won't happen. There's no other way it'll happen. I don't think Liga. I could be wrong. Maybe there's there's the top ten Liga MX teams will be like, oh, all right, well, fuck the rest. I mean, I, you could see that happening too. But I also do think we're getting to a point in MLS where teams. I think there's a lot of ambitious sides that are kind of sick of the. Well, Colorado, oddly enough, is doing well this year, but the sick of the Rebels, who are just like, eh, we're a farm team. I mean, we're we're going very Shivas USA right now with the way our team is rolling. And as as we've discussed, now I believe I bring how how long have we been doing? Three hundred and forty episodes, right? Three hundred. What is it? What Three seventy four. Three seventy four. It was probably episode ten. Where I said I would never speak about 
promotion rele- uh, two things I would never speak of again, right? Promotion relegation, uh, European schedule, the two things that will never happen to Major League Soccer. Um, I'm just going to remind everybody, I mean, Pat and I talked about this, you know, and, and Messenger for a while. Just going to remind everybody why sponsors would pull out, network broadcasting would pull out, fans would pull out, except for maybe like Sounders and Timbers fans. They, right, they don't give a shit. Um, they'd pull out if their teams got relegated. It would be a fucking, it would just be a disaster. Teams getting promoted from Division 2 do not have the stadiums that can actually be worthy of playing in fucking MLS, as I example, the fucking Pittsburgh Riverhounds and their 5,000 seat, whatever you want to call that field. Uh, should I go on? There's there's tons of reasons why it wouldn't happen. But I think the biggest and thing And why CFC playing in a baseball stadium? Yes. Uh, really, yeah. The, you already think, got bad base. You already got bad stadium situations. <laughs> I, I, again, the, I think one of the biggest reasons again is that this country does not have 150 years of this sport, where fans are going to follow their team, live or die. That's it, it's unfortunate. This not the way this country operates because in most countries, with pro rel, that is soccer is the number one sport. Live or fucking die. They don't have four other team sports plus NASCAR plus college sports to fall back on. You know, college ball is not big in England. They pretty much follow three, you know, cricket sometimes. Cricket, rugby, soccer. So there's there's more ingrained in, like, these sports than we have, like, oh, fuck, Red Bulls got relegated? Fuck it. Let's go Yankees. Let's go Mets, Giants. I, I don't give a shit anymore. They're just, they're just, it's just not in their blood. It's not. Baseball would work if there was not a minor league system. I would love to see the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs get promoted to MLB. That would be fun. The thing is, when we had this conversation however many years ago when we did this episode, when we had Ted Kaczynski on the uh, show, <laughs> that was his name, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Uh, we, You know, USL is not as strong as it is. I mean, the thing is, people go to USL games. They're passionate about USL games. There are teams in MLS right now. I almost don't feel be- like they belong in MLS because people don't give a fuck. I mean, our fan base cares when there's people when they actually when the front office cares when we actually have players on the field. I bring back to the Jesse March days when we were averaging twenty thousand plus. And, I, and again, and I, maybe I'm looking at it selfishly, but I think if the threat of relegation for the New York Red Bulls would actually make them give a shit, it would make us a consistent top five team. In this league, and that's selfish, sure. But when we're going back to the idea, if we have a a a really like where Liga MX MLS is one league, there's just no way there's not going to be pro pro rel. I, I, that that would be my point there. And ultimately, USL, I think next year starting a pro rel um, experiment. We'll see how that works out. We'll see if people pay attention. We'll see if the relegated teams uh, fans get going to shitter. Uh, in terms of the winter schedule, I mean, well, again, if we're going to do a League MX partnership, we'll probably have to go to a winter schedule. I will say, might want to consider uh, getting those uh, rooftops as expensive, and we talked about this in our little chat as well, as expensive as they are on some of these stadiums. But I, I do think we are at a point in this country uh, in soccer that ProWell could be successful uh, compared to about however many years ago when we had this conversation. Uh, I, I just think the, the passion is there. 
All right, so I'm going to remind you guys again why that schedule does not work, because there's two huge factors why winter schedule. I can't believe I'm bringing it up again, but I do like discussing it. Just We, might have, we probably have a ton of new listeners now, right? Two biggest reasons. Number one, uh, let's get back to the whole thing about like fan bases and you follow your team, live or die or whatever. MLS doesn't have that as much as other leagues. MLS definitely relies on family outings camp outings aside from like again maybe five teams in the league they depend on those people buying tickets i know the red bulls do they depend on those those games where it's it's groups of people coming out they are not coming in dead of winter uh revs fans are not going to foxborough to watch the revs play in the winter because you know who they do go to see play in the winter the patriots the celtics and the bruins and that's where their money's going. I should know I fucking live up here. I'm telling you right now, when the competition for post sports is one other sport, and that's baseball, where you can see it almost every day. And and that's it. It's baseball. Everything college sports is in the wintertime, winter, fall. Football, hockey, basketball. It's too much competition. I'm telling you, attendance would plummet because people are going to decide where they want to spend their money in the fall, and it's probably going to go to those other sports. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm not arguing for a winter schedule if we say say uh, remain single entity, or even if we create an American only pyramid. That I'm not arguing. I mean, then you you stay there. Uh, but if you again partnered with Liga MX, I mean, Liga MX, I don't think is joining the summer schedule. I think they're going to stay in the winter schedule. Yes, they shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> they should been, not in the summer in Mexico. Yeah, but, I, you know, again, you're talking about TV money. TV money is the game. I mean, that's the game now. And if you're going to get exponential amount of TV money for uh, by joining up with Liga MX, there's concessions. It's not going to be a single entity. There's not going to be no pro rel. And you're probably going to have to go on a winter schedule. But, again, you're going to have a ton of fucking TV money to go there. Um, once again, that's why I, I understand the cost. I want to understand That's why you talk about retractable roofs. I mean, I know it's expensive, but that's what you consider. Uh, you could also, I mean, I know I don't entirely understand the closer aperture, uh, but there is a break. And much like Germany has in, you know, Germany, they have a winter break. I mean, uh, so... Uh, Except in Mexico, they have two different champs, one for each. What's that? I was looking it up because I wanted to talk about it. Aperture and Closer, yeah, they each yeah. have their own champion. Yeah. So they have technically yeah. two champions every year. Yeah. Which is, well, that's fucking dumb. I admit that. And maybe we can, maybe we can convince them to do, like, yeah, one champion only because that makes more sense. But and then apparently they, they do a mini playoffs at the end of the year, or at, at the end of the Closer. So. Yeah. And I'm all for that. I'm all for keeping something American in this whole thing. I, I never really understood the whole the team that was best as champion. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being American, but whatever. Thing about roofs, just to remind you, if we talk about teams building roofs on their stadium, conceptually, may, would it work for the Red Bulls? Yeah, maybe. Uh, the Revs, the Fire, Sounders, Minnesota. Uh, who, who do I leave off? Columbus, probably Cincinnati. not. Cincinnati, maybe you could in that stadium. I don't know. Um, but right there, I'm just telling you, the Revs, the Fire, Sounders, Minnesota are not putting roofs on their stadiums because Portland. three of those are football stadiums. Portland, yeah, Vancouver, Portland, you put in Portland, Toronto. It's just, 
that oh my god, Toronto, you could forget about it. You think anyone's going to win uh, games in Toronto? Montreal. Anyone? At that point, you might as well Montreal. Play. No one's going there. Ah! Well, Mont- well, Montreal will play their indoor games like as they have in Olympic and, Stadium. And again, th- those and those Toronto teams, could do it at Skydome. But those teams didn't build those stadiums to play in the wintertime. And I get it, there'd be an investment. There's no question. And, and what are you doing in Toronto uh, but, on a Saturday? To going fair, to see the Leafs? As you is, know, are they going to go see the Leafs or are they going to go see the TFC? They might go see if the Leafs suck and TFC's good. <laughs> they go see TFC. I mean, here's here's the thing. We I be, I went I've been to two at least two that I can think of twenty degree games at Red Bull Arena, and I admit not a lot of well one one was a season opener, so there were a lot of people there. Uh, another was a CCL game, and obviously nobody goes to those games, unfortunately. Yeah. But hey, look, people show up. But it's fucking miserable. I mean, it's fucking miserable. Yeah, a few it years is, ago we all went to the experience. A few years ago we all went to that opener for Marsh's. Was it? I know. I think just uh, Chris Armis's first season, first full season. We were all at that home opener, and that was miserable. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, the game cold. itself was good, but the weather was. Oh. Uh, if that was that the way, I forget. Was Jay, Jay said in the Jay said in the fancy seats. Yeah, I had like the field level. Ah, there you go. Fits. Yes. So I, I don't know if this is ever, if this is a good idea. I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely pros to it with the whole extra TV money and stuff, but and it would definitely force um, either a much higher salary cap. Or no salary cap. Um, the interesting thing was apparently Liga MX suspended Pro Rail for like five years, starting in like 2020, and FIFA said this better be temporary. So I can't imagine, and, and we already have an exemption to play U.S. Canada as one league from FIFA. I can't imagine them expanding that exemption and allowing Pro Rail not or to, to not happen. Yeah, like, it, there would have to be Pro Rail. If, if, it, if there was to be a Canadian American uh, Mexican Super League, there would have to be pro rail. Yeah, there's no way FIFA or Concacaf would ever sign off on that without that that added stipulation. Uh, I think it would overall probably be a good thing. You know, getting more eyes on the teams in America, whether or not they're playing a Mexican team, I think that would draw more talent to the the continent. Um, the whole reason Europe is a destination is because the club football in Europe is undoubtedly the best club football in the world. If you make a uh, league MX MLS league, not saying it's going to be the top league, but you could start to challenge that top five, top six leagues in the world oh. and start making inroads. I mean, yeah. that's a very real possibility. Yeah, and, uh, don't disagree. And, you know, year after year, since I've started following the team in 2011, MLS as a whole has gotten bigger in terms of its fan base. You know, like Truman said, we don't have 150 plus years, but we're starting to now see second and third generations of fans, right? Because now now we're getting the, the, the parents and bringing their kids to the games and all that stuff. You get a good quality league. You get it to last a while. 
the, the benefits aside from the fan base, now you get more interest from the player base, right? So now the U.S. national team pool gets better. The Mexican national team pool gets better. Presumably the Canadian team's pool gets better, right? This, I think I just talked myself into it. This is, if it were to happen, this is kind of a uh, rising tide lifts all boats situation kind of thing. Wait, the Mexican team's uh, national team pool get better? Never mind, it's a bad idea. <laughs> but I, I just thinking like you know the more eyes you get on on a league like this, especially in this country, right? The one of the hardest things for club teams and the national teams is getting young kids hooked on the sport and staying. Mm-hmm. Right, and part and part of that problem is the pay-to-play model, which is a whole other issue. But if uh, you were getting better, it's getting better. But that's yeah. that, that's like half the problem. But the other half of the problem is really having a local product that you can have a kid say, "I want to play in that league. I want to be the Michael Jordan of MLS." In you know, when I grow up, like that being a realistic goal. And having a, a bunch of kids start act, acting like that not only makes the league better, but it would help the national team. It would have American talent going abroad more. I mean, we're starting to see this now, right? This is – I'm pretty sure this is the best time ever for an American to go abroad and play in Europe yeah. or anywhere. Oh, definitely. Right? Our players are finally starting to be recognized as some of the best in the world. A league – a super league like this would definitely raise that profile. Yeah. No, I mean, I think about it. Like a few years ago in the Cockney's Champions League, we played Chivas, uh, the Guadalajara in Rebel Arena, and there's maybe 20,000 people in that stadium, and 5,000 were Rebel fans. Now, think you put them in a league together, and you have that same game where the playing field is a bit more equal in terms of finances, in terms of uh, time of year, and the Rebels win. Now, how many of those 15,000 Shivasville Guadalajara fans who never lived in Guadalajara, have grown up in New Jersey, then might say, oh, Rebels are pretty good. That's my local side, and I can see them every week. And then you're talking about building, you're talking about siphoning off Mexican fans when you come right down to it uh, for, you know, this thing. And that that's ultimately why I think there is a great benefit to a, a, a League MX MLS Super League. Unfortunately, I think that's been the plan for 10 years with the Red Bulls, and yet <laughs> nobody's changed teams. Again, well, yes. don't come to the games, unfortunately. Again, you're talking about a scenario in which we are not playing Santos. We are not playing, uh, I'm trying to think of other teams down in Brazil. Uh, we're not playing Mexican teams on a regular basis. But when we're on an equal playing field and we are beating them, which, again, if you put – you threaten Red Bull with uh, promotional relegation or relegation, and you threaten Red Bull with being embarrassed on a far bigger, grander stage uh, in terms of a MLS Liga MX Super League, I don't think they can afford to – be passive anymore. I don't think they can afford to view Rebel New York as a uh, as a, an expansion uh, expansion as a uh, minor farm league team. team as they currently do farm team. Let's just start with um, getting rid of the salary cap. How about that? How about step number one? Oh. 
Or at least make it a hard cap. Get get rid of the dumbass rules. To get rid of Tam, Gam, all this bullshit, uh, designated players. Just make it a hard cap. I'm actually okay with keeping a salary cap in MLS currently. But let's just, you know, make it a hard cap. And then do what the NFL did a few years ago when, like, Jacksonville wasn't spending your money and say, no, you got to at least spend X number of the cap, you know, or else you're out or you're fined or whatever. Salary, floor, and cap. Yeah. So, yeah, salary cap and a floor. Which, I mean, totally makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. and I can't imagine the players would ever argue against that, right? Having a salary floor guarantees the players are going to be getting that enough players are going to be getting more than minimum to yeah. to give some concessions to the owners. Yeah. I what mean, a time to be alive, everybody. What a time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. The money's there, right? Re- realistically, the money is there. Mm-hmm. The question is, are people willing to spend it? Yeah. I mean, if Jeff Bezos can spend like 0.01% of his money to to just barely miss going to space, we could fund the team. We could we could fund the soccer team for at least a few years. And his penis rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Funny side note: uh, NASA changed the rules for what qualifies as an astronaut because otherwise Jeff Bezos would have been one without <laughs> technically hitting outer space. There you go. Learn something every day here on the uh, Rebel Rant. Right. All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, not even just Liga MX, MLS. Like anything. Might as well just do dumping ground now. As since... I said, before we summon him, let's move on. <laughs> All right. But I guess dumping ground, uh, U.S. national team. If we're going to do it related before, uh, U.S. national team uh, rosters out. Uh, my only thing is I wish uh, Matthew Hoppy was on this roster, and he's not. I am sort of surprised. I understand why, but I'm sort of surprised Pulisic's on the roster, considering that I didn't, and I didn't find out until today that he was tested positive for COVID. So they run a risk of him not being able to leave England, and then even when they get here, not being able to play. Well, I mean, that England ban is really only for certain countries and none of the countries they're going no, to. No, 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 no. It's not that. He is literally quarantined. He has COVID. I know that. And he would be available. He might miss the first game, but he would be available for the second two. Which, and I get it. You want that You want that guy in your roster if he's available. Mm. I'm just. Nah, I'm not surprised. It's Christian Pulisic. <laughs> Question is, actually, you might as well bring it up now. Question is, are the PL going to stick to their guns? And for those that don't know what we're talking about, uh, the PL or the Premier League has basically said, and I don't know if they changed their stance on this yet, um, they will not release players for international duty if their games were to be hand, or played in countries that are considered red zones because that would force a two-week quarantine when they return. And they do not want to have their players out for two weeks after missing a week for or two for international duty. Well, I think that's fair because they're paying players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, they're employees of a company. So I mean, it, if you're looking at that, it, looking at it that way, right? I don't want to lose someone who could cost me wins, which costs you money, 
to go play for a national team and not play for two weeks. I get it. I, I, I mean, for me, it, it, it makes sense. It sucks for the player. Yes. I disagree because I mean, we've had, you know, now we're going to change the rules just because there's COVID. I mean, like there's always a risk of letting your team, your player play for the national team anyway. They could tear an Achilles. They could, you know, spray, uh, tear their MCL. They can get injured and you're going to lose money anyway. And now you're talking about they might get COVID. I mean, I get if a player is unvaccinated, maybe being a little bit more of a hard ass about it. But if they're vaccinated, uh, let them go. I mean, that, uh, that, that, that's my opinion. I just. But, but Jay, like you said, it's a mandatory two week quarantine if they play in a country that's considered a red zone, correct? That's what my understanding is, yeah. Right. Test positive or no test positive. I think that's the problem. So, I mean, if you go and play, you get hurt. It, it happens, but you still have to come back. And even if you're not here, you just sit for two weeks and you can't play in a for, in a, for you a team be with, that you're getting paid by. You can, if Even if you got hurt, like you, you broke your ankle or something, right? Like you can at least be with the team doing stuff. Even if you can't practice or whatever, you could be helping them with film, game planning. Like there's at least stuff you can do. If you're quarantined, you are literally stuck with nothing to do for the team. For that, I mean, we saw the Red Bulls, right, with last year with players. That they couldn't play Kaku, I think it was one of them, right? I mean, Kaku, I don't even know who that guy is anymore. <laughs> that was that. But you know what I'm saying? It's it is it's it's a it's a shitty situation for the team that that pays that pays you money to play on their team. Oh, then maybe to go play. Then, for an then maybe go to your government of your country and say, hey, this guy's vaccinated, and let's cut the shit. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, right. like what? I, that's and right. so, I, in which case, fair. I'm saying. And I'm okay. Then I'm okay with FIFA saying like, "Oh, too bad." I mean, they say you know, no interference from government. So if your government fucking sucks and they don't want to let people who are, who did what they were supposed to do live their lives, then too fucking bad. Then go to the government because like I, that's how I see it. If the government is the reason for this, uh, that's too bad. Now, if Christian, from my understanding, Christian Pulisic is vaccinated. I believe I heard that somewhere, but don't quote me on it. Um, you know, it, it's if you're vaccinated, you did your job. You know, <laughs> like let, let's cut the, let's cut the shit about like like oh no, if you go to a red zone, you can't do anything for two weeks. Uh, let's let's cut it out. Yeah, I I I think the way England should handle it is a man, mandatory quarantine for at least. I think five days would be a safe number. Uh, if you're vaccinated, right. that no well no, well, no, no, no. But the no reason I say five days is because that's like the gestation period. Like it takes five days for any symptoms to show up, and if you test negative after five days, then you're pretty much clear. So the reason the reason I'm going with this is um, my wife had tested positive uh, last year. Somehow I got sick as a dog, but I was never positive. But when I got the screening call from the government last year. I was specific because I had taken the test the day she found out. Um, I was told that I should return like five days later because if I had just been exposed, it wouldn't show up on any test for at least five days. So that's that's why I'm saying if the government's the one requiring it, it should be like five days, then prove your take a test, prove your negative, and then you can be released. Maybe or three three or four days, whatever the, the number would make sense. But there's no reason for a two-week mandatory, especially if the person, like you said, is vaccinated. Um, but give them an avenue to prove it, right? Say, all right, you want to come back to play here? Fine, but take a few days, take a test, verify that you're negative and you're not a risk to anybody. Then we'll let you 
than you let out. I think that's a fair that's a fair way to handle it right now. I think the fair way is you got vaccinated, you get to live your life. That's that's my opinion, and no one's going to change that. It. No one's going to convince me otherwise. See, and to me, to me, the problem is the, that even vaccinated, you can still. Doesn't fucking matter. Then everybody, everybody who didn't get a vaccine at this point, that's their problem, not mine, not any other players. You still that's get sick. Fair that's, that's, you, may not have, you may not be in bad shape, but you can still get sick. Yeah, you can still get sick. But they say most the, the breakthroughs who have died are also already extremely ill. So, I know the num- the numbers like ninety nine percent new yeah. cases are people that have been too stupid to get the, the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, don't, uh, I don't want to go on that rant because uh, you know I'm not in that board. But it's just like if you're afraid of it. Get vaccinated. If you're not afraid of it, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're not going down that route because I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> oh, God. Right. No, I. Anyway, uh, let's move on from this. <laughs> let's I get away from it. Uh, Red Bulls do have a game maybe this weekend against the Chicago Fire. Unlikely. Probably not playing. Yeah, apparently there's rain, so it's probably the the field will be washed away in a tsunami. Who knew the way to extinguish the fire was just to let it rain instead of actually winning a game? Yeah. Um, if it does happen, it will, will be hopefully 6 p.m. on Saturday, Saturday the 28th uh, on MSG or ESPN+. Plus. I will say this. Last week, because I was in um, Annapolis celebrating my parents' anniversary, so I didn't I wasn't around Saturday night. I'm glad my wife decided to look and see what happened to the game. She's like, they played last night, right? I'm like, they were supposed to. And then that's how I found out that the rain washed the game out. So at least I got saved the hassle of, of logging into ESPN Plus or YouTube, whatever it was, and find out that this three-hour recording would have been for nothing. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, Chicago Fire, Truman, what do you think will happen on Saturday? Uh, God, uh, will we play? I don't know. Probably not. But if we did, it's the fire. They'll probably score twice in the first eight minutes. Oh, wait, that already happened. Um, <laughs> here's the problem. We suck, but the fire aren't great. So where do I go from here? I go with a one, one draw. That's where <laughs> I go. See, I don't think we're, we, we suck, but I don't think we're as bad as I thought we were like two or three weeks ago. The the Montreal game and the Columbus game, I think, proved that we're maybe just shy of the playoffs at this point, and that we just had a bad string of games. Not excusing the losses, but I just think that's where we're at. Chicago is probably around the same area. Um, I think a draw is very realistic and likely. Although I'm going to say 2-2 because crazier things have happened. Uh, can I get more points if I predict a rain out? <clears throat> yes. Uh, I was going to ask you if the, um, if there was a way to bet on if the game would even play. But you have to predict exactly why it gets rained out. And, and what time the postponed kickoffs go to. Uh, all right, fuck it then. All right, I'll go with a one nothing <laughs> win. I, I do think Chicago's bad enough that we'll win, so I'll, I'll go with a one nothing win then. 
So if, if it gets ringed out, you think he, it goes to 1045 kickoff before it gets canceled? Uh, yeah, of course it will. I mean, you really think MLS has learned a lesson from no. anything? <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I wonder what would have happened if they just played on Sunday instead. Yeah. Oh, it's the last game? Yeah. I don't know. Well, once you, once you know, you're talking. To, uh, that's what the bullshit was because national telecast cast. So, I mean, because it would have made sense to move that game up to one o'clock that day, you know, and then they could have yeah. actually played. I think they're also competing against Little League World Series now. So, oh man, who gives a shit? Watch out. <clears throat> All right. Anything else about the Chicago game? Or are we moving on? Moving on. Okay. New York Red Bulls, too, uh, continue their streak of losses. 3-2 loss to the Charleston Battery. Next game is Sunday, August 29th at Miami FC. Uh, Gotham FC suffered a 2-1 loss at the Portland Thorns um, with their last game with their manager, which I have to look up the name of now because I can't remember off the top of my head what her name is. Because the Gotham FC manager, uh, Freya Com, has signed for Angel City. And Gotham FC was like, yeah, no, we're not going to let you finish out the year. Sorry. Yeah, how do you let so, that happen? I don't know. I was you wondering know? that. I'm like, how is she under contract in there allowing her, allowing her to even talk to anybody? Yeah. Who the hell knows? So, yeah, she's out. That was the last game. And they've been unfortunately on a slide recently. They're now down to number uh, five in the NWSL. Five, six, and four with 21 points. Yeah, it was a fun while it lasted. It was a good ride. Hopefully the the Carly Lloyd goodbye tour gets some good uh, mojo going. Amen. All right. Uh, So that brings us officially to the dumping grounds. I'm the trash man. So we have anything else we want to talk about? Nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, hold on. Why Why is the American Dream Mall closed? Like, why are those stores closed on Sundays? Like, what's up with Bergen County Blue Laws? I don't know. All right? I went to that Fuck stupid that mall. mall and those stores were closed. I was very upset. Was, what a fucking waste of a Sunday that was. <laughs> as, as, as if you didn't get your Saturday ruined. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. I refuse to set foot in that mall. Well, the the the, uh, the restaurants were open and the mini golf, but uh, all the retail stores were closed. I don't know. I don't get it. Bergen <laughs> County, get your shit together. What's the fucking what, what decade is this? All I'll say is, uh, dummy ground is going back to the U.S. national team roster. Is that Josh Harden scored two goals for Norwich City in a League Cup match? So hopefully he's hot now. Boom. You mean Norwich City uh, legend? Yeah, Norwich City legend, Josh Dutch. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ted Lasso, if you guys are not watching the show, definitely sign up for Apple TV Plus and do it. Oh, so good. I, I haven't caught up. I might I might let it go a few more episodes because that's a good marathon show right there. It yeah, definitely is a good marathon show. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, I can respect that. <laughs> the, the, the last episode, though, I'm, I won't spoil it. All I'm going to say is the last... Watch watch this. Hold on. Watch. Okay. There we go. Well, okay. Now, listeners. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for listeners. So, the last 
I don't know what, four or five minutes? I'm coming back. I'm coming. All right, that's it. That's all you got. That's all you got. I don't know what you're talking about, but it's over now. No, I'm not even doing spoilers because of the listeners. So basically the last four to five minutes are amazing in that episode. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, I thought it was really well done, so. Oh, it was. No, it was. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm not not criticizing your opinion. Your opinion is good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, let's move on. It is time for Pat's betting corner. All right. This week, here's what I'm going with. I'm going with Orlando over Miami. Fuck it. I'm going with us over Chicago. And I'll take Philly on the road over DC United. Anybody over DC United is good. Yeah. Well, it's Philly. Well, true. Yeah. All right, that brings us to our last segment, Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. Easy. I call it Major League Soccer for mating, making me wait two fucking hours to cancel a game. You're terrible. That's what's hey. fucking terrible. Amen to that. Play, play, play that sound bite. Play, play Barkley again. I want to hear him again. That's terrible. One more time. That's terrible. Two more times. That's terrible. That's terrible. Thank you. Fucking embarrassing! Goddamn go. right, coach. Fucking hell. You know what? You just made the list. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right, here we go. MLS <laughs> is on the list. Uh, all right. On that note, the la 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 lowest common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash rant. One buck a month is all you need for exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-up, live post games, anything we decide to do. You can email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. Call us, 973-348-5329. Leave a voicemail. Facebook.com slash rant On Twitter, at rant for the show. At Dr. Stu for myself, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last word before we get out of here. There's only one thing good coming out of the city of Chicago, and you know what that is. Motherfucking CM Punk is back, baby. That's it. CM Punk can't fucking wait against Darby Allen. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Aside from that, the rest of your dumb city is stupid. Your pizza is stupid. Your team is stupid. Red Bulls fucking prove me wrong. And win. Yeah, pizza's garbage. So uh, we'll just go with uh, Jersey pizza and win. It's not even pizza. Yeah. It's a casserole. Yeah. All right. For Pat, Truman, and myself, this has been episode 374 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Hey, Chicago, I put ketchup on my hot dog, so go fuck yourself. Bye-bye. Lights. Lights.